Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for this Friday, October 20th edition of the Broomfield Enterprise. My name's Elaine. Today we will be reading from the following main articles. Broomfield City Council update from Todd Cohen. And with artwork on display in Westminster at Broomfield, artists yearn for dedicated art spaces closer to home. A man has been fatally stabbed while robbing a Broomfield home. And how and where to vote in Broomfield for the 2023 elections. These and other articles. Todd Cohen is running for the Broomfield City Council. He's 57 years old and his spouse Stacy is a teacher. They have two grown children at Legacy High School graduates and Bailey the Dachshund. He's lived in Broomfield for nine years and his professional background includes being the director of communication strategy at UC Health and he previously held a marketing communication role at Regis University and Great Outdoors Colorado. His political experience includes five years on Open Space and Trails Advisory and HOA president and previously elected to City Council in Kansas. His education includes a Master's of Public Administration from the University of Washington, a Bachelor degree in Journalism and Political Science from the University of Kansas. He states that Broomfield is a county characterized by its rapid growth. Where and how do you hope to be continued to see continued growth in Broomfield and what issues do you see arising as the city and county grow? This was the question posed and he answered, Ward 5 has the most remaining land for growth, so it's vital we ensure this area has sufficient and accessible services. I will continue to advocate for a Ward 5 police station and satellite library. As we grow, we need to maintain service levels such as nine additional police officers that we're seeking to hire and attract more business development so tax burdens do not shift to homeowners. IKEA's new plan for its Ward 5 parcel is just one exciting development that will hopefully spur more more businesses to look for a stable city government to work with and that includes a council that's thoughtful, consistent and fair. One thing the city has done is invest in future water supply and infrastructure. With these investments the city's bond rating is AAA2 and its annual debt payment remains less than 5% of the budget. When asked about a affordable housing and where he stands on that issue and how he thinks the city and county should proceed. He said, the lack of affordable housing is a regional supply and demand crisis. Broomfield has been a leader by allowing ADUs and requiring developers to either include lower priced units in their developments or pay into our housing authority fund 
which facilitates housing for lower income residents. We've acted to, uh, to require high density housing in areas with transit options. However, we must remain committed to our 40% open space goal to maintain our high quality of life, support mental health, and retain wildlife. Asked about issues he hopes to see come before the council in the near future, he replied, public safety and affordability are top concerns. I feel it as my own property tax assessment went up 48% and I hear it from people concerned about crime. We're blessed to have the second lowest crime rate in the metro, but must continue to ensure our police have the staffing, training, and equipment that they need. I would like to see our mental health co-responder program expanded. Once we know if Proposition HH passes, we can move forward on targeted measures to address the very high property valuations, but we must not act rashly. The city's budget is balanced and well-managed, and our mill levy has not changed in 20 years, and we are limited by TABOR. We must move forward compassionately and wisely. With artwork on display in Westminster, Broomfield artists yearn for a dedicated art space closer to home. The Broomfield Art Guild hosts its annual fall show at College Hill Library in Westminster. When patrons visit the College Hill Library in Westminster, they will be greeted by over 70 pieces of original artwork on display through November 4th. From wall-mounted wood carvings, watercolor scenes, photographs, and much more, the Broomfield Art Guild's Fall Member Show is sure to have something everyone will enjoy. It's very encouraging and supportive. It's a group, so it becomes not only an artist support group, but a support group for artists to some extent. This according to Lyndon Kirby, Guild Member and because they know each other and they care for each other. The Broomfield Art Guild was organized over 40 years ago to support and encourage its members in the study and appreciation of the visual arts. The Guild now has 74 members and encourages the study of and improvement in and appreciation of the visual arts with the Guild and the larger Broomfield community. The Guild's annual fall member show is currently in full swing with pieces displayed across the College Hill Library. The show is an opportunity for members to gain public recognition for their work and bring arts and culture to the community. The Guild recognized 11 of the artists with awards and combined $1,000 in prizes and an art supply gift card on Saturday. The show was judged by Randy Hale, a renowned Colorado artist, and workshop instructor known for his watercolor paintings. With so many talented artists displaying their work in the show, Hale had his work cut out for him, but managed to decide on three winning pieces. In third place was Tom Byrne with his piece, Waiting for Paradise, a macro photograph printed on metal canvas. In second place was Nancy Reed with Tulips, a watercolor painting. First place was awarded to Jack Pinello for his large painting made with house paint titled Savannah. The Guild is continuing to advocate for and work towards a space in Broomfield to call home, but in the meantime they're always accepting new members. 
Membership dues are $30 per year and the guild is open to anyone 18 or older. Community members interested in seeing the fall members show can visit the library until November 4th, anytime during library hours. A man was fatally stabbed while robbing a Broomfield home. Officers found Trenton Hansen, 30, had died at the scene. The man who was killed in a stabbing in Broomfield on Wednesday was allegedly robbing a house when a person living there stabbed him, according to the Broomfield Police Department. Police responded to a call about a stabbing at approximately 3 p.m. on Wednesday in the 3900 block of Cambridge Avenue in the Brandywine neighborhood. Officers found Trenton Hansen, 30, had died at the scene. Hansen allegedly tried to rob the home while two adult residents were there, one of whom fatally stabbed Hansen. One resident sustained minor injuries in the incident. Detectives are working to determine how Hansen got to the area and why he entered the home in Brandywine. This is a continuing investigation. How and where to vote in Broomfield for the 2023 elections. Election day is Tuesday, November 7th. You must return your mail ballot or be in line at a voter service center by 7 p.m. that day in order for your vote to count. Ballots will be mailed to eligible registered voters beginning October 16th. While voters can register right up to and even on election day, the last day to register or change your registration and still receive a ballot in the mail is October 30th. If you register or change your registration after that date, you must vote in person. For more election information, you can always visit broomfield.org forward slash elections. 24-hour ballot drop-off boxes, October 16th through 7 p.m. on November 7th, Election Day. Drop-off boxes at the following locations. George DeCiro City and County Building, located at 1 Decomb Drive. Paul Durda Recreation Center, 13201 Lowell Boulevard. Red Point Ridge Park at Arista on the northwest corner, located at 11337 Central Court, Flatirons Marketplace by Men's Warehouse at 170 East Flatiron Crossing Drive, Anthem Ranch Guardhouse at 16591 Lowell Boulevard, Vista Park in the Parking Lot Roundabout at 17159 Osage Street, Skystone Lodge at 11097 North Montaigne Drive. Voting service and polling centers. Services include ballot drop-off, in-person voting, requesting a replacement ballot, voter registration, or updating registration information. From 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, October 30th through November 6th, at 8 a.m. to noon, Saturday, November 4th and 7th, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. on November 7th. This is all at the George DeCiro City and County Building at 1 Decomb Drive. North Metro Fire Rescue District, a proposed mill levy extension. What it's asking is, without raising additional taxes, 
shall the Mill Levy North Metro Fire Rescue District currently has in place for retiring debt service be extended for the purpose of keeping residents safe by funding necessary fire, emergency medical and other operational costs, and capital improvements which will, among other things, attract, train, and retain quality firefighters and paramedics, provide rapid emergency medical and fire response throughout the community, protect the health and safety of firefighters and paramedics, and enhance emergency medical care by replacing and updating essential equipment, and strengthen local wildfire response by ensuring there are adequate emergency vehicles and necessary equipment. And with the extended tax rate to be authorized at 1.4 mills without limiting its duration for a deposit into the district's general fund and to constitute a voter-approved revenue change under Article X, Section 20 of the Colorado Constitution, and an exception to the limitations set forth in Section 29.1.301 of the Colorado Wise Statutes and any other law. What it means, the North Metro Fire District, which serves all of North Glen and Broomfield and some areas of Jefferson, Weld, and Adams Counties, is seeking an extension of the existing 1.4 mill levy. A mill levy is a property tax applied based on the assessed value of the property with one mill equaling $1 per 1,000 of assessed value. Of the district's 14.6 mills, 1.4 mills is allocated to pay off voter-approved bond. If the ballot item passes, the 1.4 mills will be used for the district's general fund instead of expiring when the bond is paid. The extension would not raise the current tax rates. What supporters say is that the mill levy extension is necessary to minimize emergency response times, retain employees, and expand resources including dependable emergency equipment. What opponents say is there are no opposition statements submitted for this time. This week, Kelly Rowski writes about people and plants and garlic does more than fend off vampires. I've been known to eat so much garlic that I wonder if some friends and family who hear the word garlic immediately think of me like a word association game. Yes, I know garlic makes me stinky, but I simply can't help myself. If you've ever been within five feet of me, then you probably know. I love garlic. I bet there's a garlic lover society somewhere that has a t-shirt with that logo printed on it. Garlic in the kitchen, the medicine cabinet, and the garden. These are our topics for today. Do you cook with fresh garlic? The University of Wyoming Extension stated it best. It can be a nightmare to peel, easily burn, and may flood your dish with flavor or fall short. Isn't that the truth? Garlic in the kitchen can be pre-minced and can be very easy to use, but the taste can be stale. Dried garlic, such as powdered or minced, may pack a punch 
but typically lacks the same health benefits as fresh garlic. There are numerous ways to peel garlic. You can put the garlic in a container with a lid and shake the heck out of it. You can purchase a silicone garlic peeler or the University of Wyoming Extension recommends dropping the cloves in a bowl of warm water for at least 15 seconds. Then rub them in your palms to remove the softened skin. Once the garlic is peeled, then chop, crush, or slice the garlic and let it rest for 10 minutes. This allows the enzyme that creates garlic's anticoagulant, antibacterial, and cancer-fighting properties to do its work before cooking since the enzyme is killed by heat. Garlic in the medicine cabinet. This root may have antiviral properties, reduce blood pressure and cholesterol, boost gut health, reduce the risk of some cancers, and contribute to longevity and improve cognitive function. Garlic has also antioxidant and anti-inflammatory compounds. Need I say more? Garlic in the garden. This is a fun food to grow, but does require an enormous amount of patience. Plant it in the fall, and you have to wait nearly a year to reap your harvest. Purchase garlic from a nursery or farmer's market. Grocery store bulbs may have been sprayed with a compound to prevent sprouting. Both soft neck and hard neck varieties grow well in Colorado. You can separate the garlic cloves and plant each clove two to three inches deep in four to six inches of soil. Make sure you place the pointy end up. This is the part that will sprout. Cover with soil and water thoroughly. You may need to water weekly during the fall and monthly during the winter. Garlic will be ready to harvest late next summer when half of the stalks wither and turn brown. This week, Carrie Pettis reviews a thriller and a mystery from Angie Kim. Miracle Creek by Angie Kim. Angie Kim moved from Seoul, South Korea when she was a preteen. This background is evident in both these novels, which feature Koreans living in the United States. Korean immigrants Young and Pak Yu run an experimental medical treatment out of their barn. It's a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, the submarine, in which patients sit to receive extreme oxygen doses. The increased air pressure in the chamber helps the lungs collect more oxygen, which is considered beneficial. The medical community debates the effectiveness of such treatment, but it's not illegal. Due to a series of missteps, things go awry with the chamber and several people are killed. The used lives fall apart. The second half of this novel takes place in the courtroom where an investigation into the accident is being held. Happiness Falls by Angie Kim. This novel is narrated by Mia the young adult daughter of a Korean mother and an American father. She has a fraternal twin, John, but the two have very different personalities. Mia is analytical and sarcastic, while John blends in much better with the U.S. culture. They have a younger brother who is autistic and nonverbal, 
and Eugene takes up much of the family's focus and energy. Their father goes missing while out on a daily walk with Eugene, who is unable to tell the family what happened. This mystery makes up the plot of this novel. Broomfield events for this week. On Monday, the Broomfield Genealogy Society monthly meeting. You can attend this meeting for the Society's Election of Officers and monthly program, which is German-Prussian Genealogy, Essential Resources by Mark Rabideau. This will be at 6 p.m. at the Broomfield Mamie Dowd Eisenhower Library, 3 Community Park Road, and this event is free. On Tuesday, Broomfield's Children Chorus Registration. Also on Tuesday is the Broomfield Crossing Rotary Club. They meet at 7.15 a.m. at Infinitus Pie on 145 Nickel Street. On Wednesday, Pulse Gathering for Creatives. You can discover the vision behind Broomfield Out Loud, a new project through which stories from the Broomfield community members are paired with artists who bring them to life through performances and exhibits. Registration is required. They meet at 6 p.m. at The Refuge, 11600 Quay Street, Unit 200 in Broomfield, and this is free. On Friday, Mind Color Autism Open House. Explore the center, meet its team of professionals, and enjoy some spooky festivities. You can dress in costume, Check out the Haunted Snack Bar and enjoy Halloween games and crafts. This will be at 4 p.m. at Mind Color Autism, 295 Interlochen Boulevard, Suite 250 in Broomfield, and the event is free. Initiation Dance Performance, the Kira Dance Ensemble presents Initiation, featuring Tom Rudd's iconic miniature masterpiece, Mobile and two world premieres by artistic director David Taylor at 7.30 p.m. at the Broomfield Auditorium, 3 Community Park Road, and the tickets range between $25 and $35. On Saturday, the Broomfield Symphony presents its season-opening concert of Russian masterpieces featuring international violin soloist Linda Wang performed at 7.30 p.m. at the Broomfield Auditorium, and tickets range between $7 and $25. Pictures in the park. Time to get all dressed up and get a family photo at beautiful McKay Lake. The Strange Team is offering free family photos, and there will be hot coffee and breakfast yummies for after the pictures. Registration is required. This will be at 9 a.m., at McKay Bike Park on Zuni Street in Broomfield, and this event is free. Thank you for joining us for Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. AINC programming is brought to you in part by the Broomfield Community Foundation, Broomfield's leading partner and voice for philanthropy since 1993. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.